I want to talk to you about uh, not the 4th of July, but Independence Day. It's a day to celebrate the brave men who declared independence, knowing that it could threaten their lives. Men who put their freedom first. And to help celebrate, American Giant has created a special limited edition T-shirt that says American Made right across the chest. It is great. American Giant founded to keep America's uh, Americans working rather than allow a clothing factory to close. The company created uh, was created and bought the the manufacturing plant, gave people the opportunity to take pride in a hard day's work. They started producing quality American clothing, and you can know it every time you pick up a piece of clothing from American Giant. Buy your limited edition, just for this audience, American-made t-shirt at American-Giant.com slash Glenn. I'll be wearing mine on 4th of July. Wear yours, American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to talk about some of the news of the day, the big stuff. Uh, Hunter Biden, uh, what's happening with AI and the president yesterday. Uh, a new piece of undercover video comes from James O'Keefe today. The Pentagon found a whole bunch of buttload of money. Wow, we're going to talk about that, but I want to put it in a historic context. I'll tell you why in 60 seconds. Right now, even as I'm talking to you, some poor uninformed soul is out there at the grocery store looking at packaged meat with an American flag on it, thinking, that's right, I'm buying American meat. Take that, George Soros. Actually, George Soros is taking you for a ride. Sadly, it is wrong. Turns out steak actually comes from a cow that, I don't know, maybe lived in France. A cow, yes, that barely bathed ever and smoked cigarettes. A cow with a beret. I mean, do you want that? No, I don't. 85% of grass-fed beef is imported for overseas, but not with good ranchers. They source all of their high-quality beef and chicken and seafood, all from local farms, ranchers, and fishermen. It is boxed, uh, and when you order good ranchers, sends it out every box that is ordered and sent out they'll donate 10 meals to americans in need that's over a million meals so far so you do good while you eat really really well head on over to good ranchers use my code beck for 30 dollars off any box it is top american meat uh and you are getting it at a locked in price no grocery store is going to give you that as prices of meat start to skyrocket your price will stay the same as long as you're with good ranchers goodranchers.com use the promo code beck save 30 dollars off uh your order at goodranchers.com so i want to talk to you about some things i uh last night i was here till i don't know about uh, 9 30 uh last night 
I still have the second half of the Great Reset to uh, record for the audiobook. I have to do that today. The uh, audiobook is Dark Future. And I, I want you to know, I make more money on the audiobook. And the audiobook is really good and very funny. But I ask that you would buy a hardbound. I make less money. I'm saying that because I want you to understand I have nothing to gain by saying that. You won't own anything. And in a digital world, you don't own the movies you, quote, bought, end quote, from Apple or Amazon or anybody else. That still belongs to them. You're in a long-term rental. Okay? They can take it back at any time. Books can be altered or deleted. It is, this is book burning. As they are changing books, they are engaging in Fahrenheit 451. As you wake up one day and all this information, if it's deemed, you know, uh, subversive or whatever, it will be gone. I've been doing a lot of thinking as I was preparing for the museum next week. And I want to tell you about two promises I made to God. I made one in 2001. It was September 16th, 2001. No, sorry, September uh, 13th, 2001. I had found out that I was going to be syndicated. And I was doing a comedy show. I was, I was a big fat dummy. I didn't know much about history or anything else. I knew who I was at that time, thanks God, thank God. And I had already hit my absolute rock bottom about six years before and i know who rescued me and i know what i owe him in a way that i'll never be able to pay back and when september 11th happened and all of a sudden i was speaking to the nation i got on my knees and i said "Uh, you got the wrong guy I, i don't know any of this stuff and i promised him and i promised you that i would do my homework And if I got it wrong, I would tell you I got it wrong. Because we were going to have to learn some things together. And I promised that I would always do that. The second thing I promised was in 2008. As I start seeing where the world is headed, I realized these people that we are dealing with are exactly what Hillary Clinton said they were, early 20th century American progressives. Those are the evil progressives, the knowingly evil progressives. Um, That's the Margaret Sanger group, okay? Fabian socialists. It's nasty. They're the ones who taught eugenics and experimental surgeries and everything else. They're the ones who taught it to the Nazis. Um. And I realized through a prompting that these people will destroy all of our history. They'll destroy it. They hate it. Look at what the National Archives. I cannot believe that this is happening. Do you know the Declaration of Independence is no longer on the wall? It's now down on the floor with other documents. You don't walk up the stairs of the National Archives anymore and walk in. You can't. 
you have to be carefully taught. You now enter from the back into the basement where they tell you what you're about to see and warn you that some of these documents are dangerous. What the hell is that? These people will change and destroy our history. Last night, I started working on the second half of the museum as we're packing everything up and putting it in crates, and it's crazy. I promised in 2008 that I would do everything I could to preserve our American history. And we started with just simple things like George Washington's writings and his personal items and and uh, any of the founding documents we could get our hands on. David Barton and I partnered on this. We now have the third largest collection in the world of founding documents up to 1829. Uh, we're third behind the National Archives and the Library of Congress. And most of the collection is in the side of a mountain. And uh, if need be, it just won't be found. And it may be a thousand years before it's found. But like the Dead Sea Scrolls, they will survive. So I started there. And now it has grown into a collection. This is the first time I've pulled it out, all of it, in, uh, out of the vault. And, uh, or at least 1% of it, that's what's in the vault here. And I've put it into, I started going through all of it. And I can't believe the stuff that I'm seeing. I mean, I know we own it, but I, I just, I can't believe it. Because it straightens out so many truths. I'll share some things with you later on in the program if we have time. But I, I want to talk to you about the news now with that understanding. I want you, I have been, I have always asked myself, how did the German people go mad? How did you convince the German people that killing millions of people was okay? That hunting down Jews was fine. Taking whole, whole communities and trapping them in a church and locking the door and then setting it on fire was okay. How do you convince people to do that? Well, first you have to destroy. You have to first destroy what it means to be a citizen of that country, what it means to be a German, what it means to be an American. Do you even know? What does it mean to be an American? Once you confuse them enough so they don't really know their history and they don't really know what it means to be American. You have them fighting over the flag instead of the principles. You have them fighting over politicians instead of the Bill of Rights. You've got them. But that's only step one. You also, at the same time as you're dismantling everything, you have to make them mad. And that is a principle that has to be carefully curated over at least a decade. Then you have to pervert and destroy their morals. 
I'm reading this amazing book. You have to destroy their churches and their morals. And those are different. Most people, most people don't know the Bible. Most people don't know any of this stuff. They go to their church, if they go to their church, and they're like, yeah, I, well, that's what the priest said. And they don't even know. You really have to destroy, um, you really have to destroy what they think is right. The difference between right and wrong and destroy that. I've been reading a, um, a couple of books on Weimar Germany, and one of them is Eric Weitz's book, uh, Weimar Germany and the, Prom- the Promise and Tragedy. And it's a well-respected book, been out for a long time. Uh, and I'm, I'm learning an awful lot from it. But when we get to, when we get to the society being completely deconstructed and there is no more right and no more wrong and this is before the nazis came in once you have sexual perversion and experimentation on people's bodies and 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 trans surgeries in 1925 that's the first one the guy died on the table because the doctor stuffed a uterus in him and uh, that didn't work But now we, of course, know you don't need a uterus. So as you go through and you you look where men become women, women become men, there is no truth, there is no right and wrong, the churches start to rise up and they start to pontificate and say, this has got to stop. And it's righteous indignation. But have the churches been corrupted already? That's what happened in Weimar Republic. They were no longer preaching the gospel. They were preaching more of a social gospel at this point. And uh, the socialists weren't even started on the churches and destroying the churches. If you read what the churches were saying, it's exactly the same words. You, You would mistake this. And say, well, that was written today. No, no, that was right. That was right at the end where the churches cried out and said, there's pedophilia with our children. There is prostitution everywhere. Our our children are, you know, in nightclubs and they're not nightclubs like we understand nightclubs. There is no peace. There is no justice. There's nothing. We've got to do something. And there is always somebody who has helped create the problem to stand in that void. Let me show you a couple of things. This is a document that you'll see the original if you come to the museum. I am piecing together how these things have all happened before. And these are the seeds. When you say never forget, you have to look at the seed. What comes from that tree? And we've seen it over and over again. And everybody in the media wants you to dismiss it. This is a, uh, this is a letter uh, from the guy who was uh, de-Jewing the Bible. He was 
inside all of the churches, but he was a Nazi and he was inside all of the churches and he was convincing them that there's too much Jewish in Christianity. We got to get the we got to squeeze the Jew out of Jesus and literally cut the first testament out. The Old Testament had to go away. And the churches almost did it. This is a this is a document from Hitler that you will see the original draft on. This is to the Russian front telling the soldiers. Now, how do you get soldiers to believe this is okay? Telling the soldiers on the Russian front to rape as many Russian women as possible and send them back as soon as they're pregnant because we'll have in 18 years 500,000 new soldiers to go to war and die that aren't really German. How do you do this? You use NGOs. This you'll see the original at the museum in St. George and in Idaho in a couple of weeks. Next week we open in uh, St. George. This is, uh, this is a document from the head of the Red Cross in Germany. You know what he was famous for? Look at, the, look at this. It's, there's the Nazi symbol and the Red Cross right on his letterhead. You know what he was famous for? Telling I.G. Farber and the American people how to gas people with Zyklon B. How do you get people to go insane? You turn everything upside down and you have public-private partnerships. For instance, IBM. Once we had punch cards, once the Germans had punch cards, they knew where everyone was. They knew their genealogy. How do you think they rounded up whole neighborhoods and made sure they were Jews? How, how did they do that? I, B, M, and the brand new punch card system. And IBM knew all about it. You also need to, you also need to partner with Big Pharma. And then you award Big Pharma. You make a big deal. And you, you've partnered with them. And you say, we're going in this direction. And they partner with you. And then you give them an award. This is an award to IG Farber, Big Pharma in Germany. This is an award from Der Fuhrer for their great accomplishment in producing Zyklon B. Do you see any ties yet? Because I'm going to play some audio for you in a minute. Today, where some of these things... Hmm. Look very familiar. Back in 60 seconds. Listen, if you like pulling your car along the side of the highway instead of driving it on the highway, uh, don't let me be the one to stop you. Um, you know, I, I recommend a sturdy rope and some gloves and a really good pair of shoes, you know, that you can walk a distance in. Uh, but, you know, that's the thing you like. I personally don't like it when my car breaks down. And I don't care how much money you have. It's never okay when the car breaks down. You're never like, oh, well, I just, I won't even miss that. You're always pissed that your car breaks down. It never comes at a good time. 
because we don't prepare for it. It's going to happen, but we don't prepare for it. That's why Car Shield is here. That's why you have a warranty on a new car. But once that warranty is over, what do you do? Well, I get Car Shield. I have it on my old trucks that are out of warranty. And I want those things to drive until the doors fall off. And I don't want to spend very much, if anything, when I can help it, especially the big catastrophic things that happen with the, with the trucks. Car Shield is there to take care of you when your car breaks down. All of the catastrophic stuff, they cover more parts and more things in your car than ever before. And you need them when they're costly. CarShield is dedicated to protecting what you drive. Get coverage at carshield.com slash Beck. Save 20% right now at carshield.com slash Beck. 800-227-6100. 800-227-6100. 10 seconds, station ID. So before I get to the audio, I want to go down this checklist that I just made up, you know, as I was sitting here getting ready for the show today. And uh, I'm looking through all of these historic documents. The reason why I collect all of this is to preserve the truth. And I'm taking all of my children's money that they think I would ever leave to them. And I am spending it all on this. And it will be buried, broken up. No one will know where it is. If things go bad, I promise to you this will be preserved. Because the truth matters. So I'm going down this list. What does it take to get people to kill millions of people and think they're on the right side? Well, first... You have to forget what it means to be a citizen of your country. What does it mean? What does your country stand for? You have to have your government make you mad at what's going on and keep stirring the pot. You have to destroy and pervert their morals and their churches. You have to promote perversion. You uh, have to destroy money and impoverish your society. Not the people who run the corporations, not the people who you need, but everybody else. You need them in bread lines. You need them desperate. I continue and show you the audio from today that goes right the with Glenn this. Back program. Next. All right. Tunnel to Towers is, um, is an amazing organization. I want to tell you about police officer uh, Jeffrey Carson and his family. He's from Franklin, Tennessee, or was. Officer Carson was, uh, had a successful career. He was a country music singer. He left it all behind to serve his community. And uh, when he was on the Franklin Police Department, he was there for 14 years. In the line of duty, uh, just last year, he had a fatal heart attack. Mere weeks after his death, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation met with his wife and their son to let him know that they're going to be taking care of the mortgage. It's one less thing they have to worry about now. This kind of stuff makes a world of difference. And really, I don't think most people even know about Tunnel to Towers. They made this promise to themselves after September 11th that they would take care of our soldiers and our first responders. They'd take care of their families as best they could, but it all relies on you. Would you be willing to investigate and donate $11 a month? Go to T2T.org. That's T, the number two, 
BlazeTV.org. Head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Don't miss it. You can save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV by using the promo code Glenn. So I, uh, I want to show you some things as we look at how did this happen in the past where a society goes insane. Well, you have to make people forget what it means to be a German. And then you have to give them all kinds of drugs. Make that every, everything permissible and celebrated. You have to mutilate yourself, deny reality. All of the things that were done in the Weimar Republic, you have to pervert their churches. You have to promote the perversion. You have to you have to impoverish the people, not necessarily the state, the people destroy their money. Then you have to make afraid and you do that in a couple of ways. You do that by making things almost impossible for the person the average person to live by the law. If you live by the law, well, they could change the law or they can pervert the law and they'll prosecute things with you that they're not prosecuting with other people. For instance, let's say you keep a whole bunch of documents next to your Corvette. And then you keep a bunch of documents in a house in Florida One of those is criminal. One of those is not. Okay. Let's say that, Stu, you go into a gun store and you buy a gun and you're all hepped up on drugs and you're selling crack and buying crack and being with hookers and you lie about being addicted to something and having a problem with drugs on a federal gun form. When do we get the hypothetical part of this? Yeah. <laughs> you go to jail. Right. Yes, I would yeah. go to jail for that. But if you're in a protected class, you don't go to jail. So you destroy the idea of justice. Hmm. Now, so far, impoverish the people. That's happening. Promote perversion. That's happening. Destroy and promote the churches. And your children, that's happening. Make people mad, that's happening. Make them forget what it even means to be a citizen of that country. Then you also have to, when you're making people afraid, it can't be just on the streets. Like, for instance, um, Hitler had his thugs. And he always claimed, I have nothing to do with the, with the SA. Those stormtroopers, those brown shirts, I have nothing to do with them. I'll talk to them. You know, but I can't control them uh, until he killed them all after their usefulness was done. But what did they do? They went and beat people on the streets. They broke the windows of store owners that wouldn't put the Nazi flag in their store window. They were the people that would make people afraid that they would either be hauled off or they would be a pariah in society. Okay, that sounds familiar. 
then you also you can't just have inside enemies. Okay, those who will not walk in lockstep with the government. But you also have to have some deplorables, Jews. You have to have some people that really are the cause of all of our problems. But then you also have to have an outside enemy. Churchill! Or Vladimir Putin. And you have to go to war. Because now the red, white, and blue, or the red, black, and white, can be waved in everybody's uh, faces, and you have military parades, and everybody's proud, and a lot of things get lost, but not money. Money is made hand over fist by the few, because there's a lot of money to be made with war. In a completely unrelated clip of audio here, here's James O'Keefe talking to a BlackRock recruiter. James is obviously undercover. Here's the BlackRock recruiter admitting to controlling politicians. Listen to this. All of these financial institutions, they buy politicians. You can take this big ton of money and then you can start to buy people. I work for uh, a company called BlackRock. Meet Serge Varley. A recruiter at BlackRock. Let me tell you, it's not through who's the president. It's who's controlling the, the wallet. So it's, it's the, and who's that? Like, the hedge funds, BlackRock, the banks. These guys are campaign financing. Yep, you can buy your candidates. Obviously, we have the system in place. First, there's the senators. And these guys are shit. You got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. You can buy a senator. 500k right now. He goes on to say there's a lot of money to be made in war. Hey, by the way, did you see, man, the Pentagon is so good. Um, you know, they used to buy way overpriced stuff uh, like toilet seats that were $600 in 1978. Um, but they've really, they've buttoned themselves up. Now they made an accounting error, but for the first time in my life, they caught it and it was in our favor. Wow. We got, we have, uh, we have an extra, what, three and a half billion or, or is it the full $6 billion that they found? So there's more money to ship off to war, which is really, really Great. Okay, so back to the list. You have to have public-private partnerships, not just with the war machine, but also medicine, IG Farber, or maybe Pfizer that is in a papered deal with the United States of America. Pfizer uh, took $150 million from uh, Bill and Melinda Gates, their shareholders in Pfizer, took the money to start uh, the search for a vaccine for COVID. And then about a month later, the United States went, yeah, we got to get involved in that, too. And they did. Now we're starting to see some things, but I'm sure this was just an error. Cut to here's a Pfizer rep admitting something that I didn't know. Was the Pfizer COVID vaccine tested on stopping the transmission of the virus 
before it entered the market? If not, please say it clearly. If yes, are you willing to share the data with this committee? And I really want a straight answer, yes or no, and I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much. Um, regarding the question around, um, did we know about stopping humanization before um, it entered the market? No. Uh, these, um, you know, we had to really move at the speed of science to really understand what is at taking place in the market. And from that point of view, we had to do everything at risk. I think our Dr. Budla, even though he's not here, would turn around and say to you himself, uh, if not us, then who? Mm -hmm. So they notice she said at the speed of science. Now, what is science? Science is you have a theory. Then you produce something to see if your theory is right. To do that, you must do testing and you have to measure. Then you find out through science if your theory is correct. So you're operating at the speed of science? No, no, no. You're almost working at the speed of alchemy or the speed of arrogance, but definitely not science if you didn't take the time to measure things. And then, of course, what is it exactly? Is it alchemy when you then round up people or shut people up or destroy their lives when they say, hey, did you measure this? By the way, the guy who asked that question in the European Parliament is going to be on with us here in studio in about 15 minutes, so we'll get more on that. The last thing you have to do after you've found your deplorables fall guy, you've weaponized the government through public-private partnerships, you have a war on the horizon, uh, you have disorder on the streets and a loss of real justice and a loss of people's understanding of their own history, who they are, what it means to be a citizen, what, it, what perversions actually are and are not, universal truths. And they're really, really mad. All you then have to do is just change everything because nobody really knows what they used to be anymore. They just know they want it to stop. And there's always, crazily, somebody who usually was involved openly or behind the scenes uh, in all of the disruptions that comes to the table with an answer. It is wonderful. And they present you with, uh, you know, a, a new society or a, a great narrative. And they paint a very pretty picture for you. It's utopia. It's a bright future. But I'm here to tell you it is a dark future. We've documented all of these things. Not the history part. You can see that at the museum. What we've done is documented in their own words everything that is going on right now. And it is our responsibility. I want to ask you, probably nobody's ever asked you this, and you've heard this phrase a million times. Will you pledge mutually with each other your life, your fortune, and your sacred honor to preserve opportunity that's what america is really all about and we've forgotten that we throw the word freedom and liberty around a lot awful lot what does that even mean people in in england think they're free i don't think they're free 
Why? Because they don't have the opportunities. It boils down to opportunity. And the opportunity for our children to be successful or failures in the pursuit of that success, to be knowledgeable, to be thinkers, not just dupes that follow the the band. Those are all going away, and they're going away quickly. You're the key. This audience, I've told you this for years, but now is the time. You are the key. You've done so much damage to ESG just by exposing it to your friends. We're in the next phase. I don't know if there's a third phase. I think the third phase really is just all of this stuff being implemented through technology. But everything is now in place. And if we don't stop it in the next 12 to 18 months, we lose the opportunity to truly chart our own course as individuals. And it's up to you to find the way to spread the word and to be somebody who is very aware and walking in the gospel of peace. If that happens, we preserve opportunity, not just for us, but for the whole world. If we fail, there is no place to run. Come see our museum. I've spent 20 years collecting these things to preserve them and to have you understand history and to preserve not only our history, but our culture. And I invite you to join us uh, in uh, St. George next week. I think there's only a few slots available next Monday and Tuesday, and then I think the rest of it's sold out. But you can check out on the, on the uh, website, and that is unitedwepledge.org. All the money goes, not to me or even our museum, all the money goes uh, directly to United We Pledge, which they are building a, a Liberty Village, and it is really amazing. You'll find out more on the website. Uh, if you care to, but we would love to have you there. Uh, if you can't make it and you still want to be a part of the solution, uh, if you need additional help, the book comes out in July, July 6th, I think, something like that, third, I, I don't know, in sometime in July, and it's called Dark Future. Uh, I'm recording the second half of the book, or I'm going to try to record the second half of the book tonight. Uh, the first half is done, and it's really unlike the paper copy. This one is a, this is funny, uh, scary as hell. But I tried to put a little sugar in the audio copy. It's really worth it. But please buy the paper copy um, so you have it. If you can only choose one, choose the paper copy because you will own that forever. Normally, you would check the web with a, an original source to try to find out if the thing on the web is accurate from the author. And we're going to do the reverse here. Yeah. We would check the author's work on the web. Amazon is telling me July 11th. July 11th. Is the release I knew it was date in July, as I future. said, July. 
And I was pretty sure it had a one or something that looked like a one, like a seven. Right. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. Uh, It's not what I do best. No. Strangely, not what I do best. Uh, Dark Future, available everywhere. Back in a minute. I want to tell you about Jason. He's a part-time minister at his local church. He serves on the city council. In fact, he's the youngest person in town to ever be elected to city council. He serves on the the board for a startup organization that takes a Christ-centered approach to help men who, you know, have gone into long-term drug and alcohol and problems and they're in rehabilitation. He is really a stand-up guy. He's a great guy, but he's also one of the real estate agents that we will recommend because it's not just the fact that they're good at selling. We like them to be good people, too. You want the right real estate agent? Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Tell us where you're buying or selling, and we'll find the right one for you in your uh, area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is the Glenn Beck Program. We know how important the Second Amendment is, and if you're someone who takes shooting seriously, you know that getting good requires a lot of practice. And a lot of practice used to mean spending a lot of money on ammunition, and range fees, and all the costs associated with that. Until iTarget Pro came along. Uh, iTarget Pro gives you these cool little laser bullets, and you put them in your real weapon, but you're firing uh, these little lasers, and these lasers are going to help you practice target shooting and all these other things. Lasers. Lasers. Um, the laser bullets from iTarget Pro are really, really cool. And now they have the iTarget Cube. The iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your existing laser bullets. You can buy one. You can upgrade to the three-pack for a truly unique training experience. And you can practice random shooting drills, clearing drills, uh, or use random mode to test your ability to react, all while the system times every shot you make with your laser bullets. Uh, you can practice alone. You can compete with friends. It's really fun, but it also makes you a lot better, and it connects to your home's Wi-Fi, so you can place these cubes anywhere in your home and practice self-defense scenarios safely without the expense and inconvenience of having to go to the shooting range. If you want all the benefits of staying in practice and none of the drawbacks, iTarget is for you. Right now, you can save 10% on uh, on iTarget Pro plus free shipping with the offer code BLAZE10 when you go to iTargetPro.com. iTargetPro.com, the code is BLAZE10 at iTargetPro.com. Code BLAZE10. You know, the reason why uh, we're talking about this, Stu said, you know, it was a fascinating hour. Why, why are you so dark here? Uh, it's because I'm knee deep in history right now and I'm seeing the news today. And we say never again. That means we have to look at the seeds. What, what, what is that tree that we're planting right now? And I'm seeing them in the news today. The exact same seeds. Warning, warning, wake up. Do your homework. The Glenn Beck Program. Uh, according to the USDA, it looks like a full third of America's annually planted crops are not going to be harvested this season. Why? Fertilizer. Hmm. Why is that? Well, Russia. Oh, also the World Economic Forum and everything else that we're doing, the Green New Deal. That means you're going to pay more at your grocery store. When our dollar actually begins to fall apart, and according to NPR, who called me crazy for saying this for years, uh, they said it could happen any day now. could happen quickly. 
Oh, okay, okay. Are you prepared? Please don't put your family in a food line or in a situation where you have to compromise who you are. Go to My Patriot Supply right now. You'll get uh, four weeks of emergency food you buy for your family. It'll last 25 years. It's actually really, really good. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, snacks. Keep you all going strong until you get back on your feet. Uh, you can save big on each four-week kit that you need. MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. By the way, not only do you save, you also get free shipping now. I love the comment from ABC News uh, yesterday. Uh, clearly, Hunter did something wrong. Uh, do you think so? Uh, yet he's not going to pay for it. However, the case is not entirely closed. But how do you get away with that? You have to have an awful lot of power, awful lot of money, and you have to have an awful lot of allies that want to make sure that everybody stays in power and happy and everything else. It is a conspiracy, but it's not a theory. Uh, We are in a global web right now of very powerful corporations and political leaders. Uh, Many of them, I shouldn't say that, a lot of them know exactly what's going on. Many of them are either so corrupt or so stupid that they have no clue as to what they just think it's happening in their country. No, no, no. This is happening all over the world. And it is a plan, a plan to get us into, I, I don't know, other than poverty uh, with the Green New Deal and build back better. That's not just happening here. That's happening everywhere in the West. Our dollar, our inflation. We're not just having those problems. That's happening everywhere in the West. We're in this one together. So what's really going on? We have a guest from the European Parliament with us who was not a politician until a few years ago. And then he was like, uh, I think maybe I better stand up because things are getting dicey. I'm going to talk to him in 60 seconds. First, it has been almost a year, hasn't it, since Roe versus Wade? When did that come out? The 24th of June? Yes, Saturday. Yeah. It's in one year. Uh, One year anniversary of Roe versus Wade being overturned, by the way. um, uh, To preserve history, the lawyer for Roe versus Wade uh, made them available and thought that it was going to go into some progressive university library. And my wife, I told my wife about that it was for sale, and she said, oh, no. So I bought the entire case of Roe versus Wade, every receipt, everything from Roe's attorney back in 1971. Uh, and you'll see it on display in St. George. Important to preserve and not have it spun out of control. Anyway, uh, 
lives are still being lost. Um, I want to talk to you about uh, preborn. Preborn helps expectant mothers who oftentimes feel alone. They don't know where to go, what to do. They provide expecting mothers with free ultrasounds and postnatal care for up to two years. They're taking care of these. They they have a deal where the moms can go shopping for their babies for up to the first two years. And like it's like they get new clothes and everything. People say, oh, well, you don't care about mom. You don't care about what happens after. Yes. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. These are children. This all happens because of people like you. Will you help support Preborn and their mission? Preborn.com slash Beck. You can hit pound 250, say the keyword baby to make a donation. Uh, Preborn.com slash Beck. Do it now. Sponsored by Preborn. Rob Rose is a member of the European Parliament. Uh, he is Dutch and he is with us now. And we were just talking off the air a little bit about your history. Tell me, you what what did you do before you got into politics i was an entrepreneur i um i founded um i founded a couple of com- companies mm-hmm. i bought companies i merged them and in 2016 i sold most of my companies and uh, well that was at the moment i was was no it was starting earlier um i thought it's not going very well in in <laughs> the netherlands yeah with uh, with our politicians and the way we are heading with the, you have the new green deal we have the green deal um, I had an engineer I'm I'm an electrical engineer that's my background mm. and I had an engineering company in uh, in in energy so mm-hmm. I I know uh, pretty much about that and um, and also in telecom but in 2016 I sold the most of it and well I had some extra time by then and <laughs> I. Well, I start I start helping uh, a new political party in the Netherlands, and um, yeah, I but you, you weren't you weren't a m- member of any party. No, I, I, I sponsored them, but I was not even uh, I, I didn't become a member of that party yeah. because that was a very intelligent young guy, and he was very enthusiastic. And I said, I'm, I'm so happy that uh, someone is uh, picking up the the gloves to to do this, and. Um, well, but 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 to make a long story uh, short, I uh, I ended up in 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 the European Parliament, and it's incredible what I see there. It's all about um, it's all about gender. It's all about climate, and um, I I thought that politics was uh, meant to be to make people's lives better and, mm-hmm. and not more expensive and more complicated. I am uh, amazed that. People all over the world have put up with what they have already gone through. Um, We are being told to disregard what we see, disregard common sense, scientific method. Um, None of it makes any sense. And yet we're still kind of taking it. Yeah. You seeing a difference in Europe? I I see exactly the same. And that's why I'm here in the United States to to create... um, an alliance because it's it's our western way of life is in danger um and i i in the european parliament i'm um, the vice president of the the european conservatives and reformists and that's one of the groups in the uh, but it's it's common sense i it's what president trump said it's call me a 
conservative, call me a classic liberal, for me it's just common sense. And I have exactly the same. There is no common sense anymore. They're, they're, what they are doing is we're heading um, in a certain direction and that certain direction, that means that democracy is moving away from people. It's, it's all top-down that um, the things are coming in, like Agenda 2030, uh, this gender policy, uh, also this, this climate policy. Hang on just a second. Do you have yes. your phone on you? Yes. Can we remove it from the studio? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Or turn it off. It's just creating a little interference. Okay. But go okay. ahead. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I Sorry about that. No, okay. no. So, um, no, uh, democracy is moving away from, from the people. It's, um, it's not what people ask for. And it's all top down. For example, Agenda 2030. I was um, um, I was one of the negotiators on that file in in the European Parliament, and uh, it 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 was welcomed by most of all my colleagues and it, uh, with a big applause. But if you look at this 17 Sustainable Development mm-hmm. Goals, it's not helping the people. For example, um, zero hunger, uh, <laughs> no poverty. Um, it's, not, it's not possible. Well. It it is possible, but I'm I'm from the Netherlands, and we have um, the, the Netherlands is 16 times smaller than Texas. We are a very right. tiny country, right? But we and are, and I will say, you're a wonderful country. Yes, and I love the way you look at things, and the system works for you. But you're not the United States of America. You, we are the most diverse society ever yes and now with the diversity that is coming into the netherlands it's getting dicey isn't uh, it or is yes it just we have a lot of we have a lot of the same problems yeah um but 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 making my point about this uh, zero hunger yeah um we we are the second largest food producer of the world after the united states i know I didn't know that until recently. That yeah. is astounding. And but but now they want to get rid of fifty percent of the cuddle, um, our government, because we have an, a nitrogen problem. Uh huh. It's 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 too too stupid to explain because mm-hmm. I if if I if I tell the story you cannot believe it, but um, also we get have to get rid of three thousand of our farmers. But if you want zero hunger. You have to. You, we need. Food. You have to produce food. We need more farmers. Correct. And uh, but, but our farmers are very very efficient and uh, also uh, yes huge innovation and um, they are doing so well. So it doesn't make sense if you want if, because if you look, they say we have to save the planet, but you, we have to produce that food somewhere else. So we, they yeah. Where? I mean, I don't know if they notice this, but a lot of people live where you can't grow food. That's the point. You know what I mean? And yes. so when you talk about in one of the sustainable uh, 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 ideas is to get rid of shipping. Get yeah. rid of shipping. Yes, yes. Where are the people that live in the actual food deserts going to get their food? Yeah. And if you're the second largest producer because they are putting the – they're just grinding the farmer here in America and the rancher into the ground. Exactly the same. But you guys are ahead. Yes, you we guys are, the first. are ahead. We are the first, and uh, but we see this also. Have you seen that in in Ireland? They the sixty thousand cows they, mm-hmm. they have to they get rid of, and it's also happening in France and in Spain already. And I had a uh, very a wonderful discussion with Commissioner uh, Sid Miller, 
And he said it's 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 also happening now in the United States. He mm-hmm. had uh, an example of um, of a family. They had a, a farm for for centuries, generation on generation, uh, seventeen thousand acres, and they had a problem with the fence. And um, so they tried to um, to repair it, but there was still one mm-hmm. nail not not right. So they took of this 17,000 acres of this farmer uh, here in the United States also. And so they... they, they They're they making it impossible. Yes, but it's also with the climate. The climate I policy. We have, we have created our own energy problems. In 2010, Europe was energy exporting, like the United States was energy exporting under President Trump. Now we depend on... Let's call them uh, not the most uh, <laughs> <laughs> friendly and reliable and freedom loving. That's that's the point. Yes. Yeah. So it, we 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 can produce our own energy very easily, but we make ourselves depend on so Russian. So what is it going to take for people in your country and our country to wake up to this? Well, this is the problem. Um, for me, it's the fight for freedom. That's that's why I went into politics and. What I discovered is uh, this fight for freedom is not for um, scary people. You have to speak out, and but the most of the people are, are captured in the system. That's what I mm-hmm. call it. Uh, they can lose the job. They they need a job because they need an income to 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 uh, yeah to 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 survive to live. To live. And um, when you speak out, that was also during COVID. Um, Whatever you think about that, but these restrictions were ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But but people kept silence. Even the people in my own political party said, "Rob, you don't, sh- you should not speak about this because we have there is no uh, political advantage in doing that." I said, "What? But but you called yourself a classic liberal, and and you're not fighting for freedom." Yeah. So what are you doing here? Correct. Classical um, classical liberalism is. Really, truly, I think what could unite all of us yes. again, um, but it's it's a little frightening um, uh, to be in the same position that the world has been in before. I mean, China said, "Hey, we're going to farm everything differently," and that was what eleven million deaths, or is that was that twenty million deaths in their five year plan? Yes. Uh, then you had uh, Russia do the same, killing millions, but. They knew better, and they'd replace the farmers. Yes. We're doing all of these things over and over again. When these things have happened in the past in the United States, but I think we're different now, and not in a good way, um, the United States always had the Bill of Rights, and so we had an understanding of what we were fighting for. We weren't fighting for freedom. We were fighting for universal rights that were clearly spelled out, and opportunity to be who we want to be and yes. pursue our own happiness. In Europe, you don't have you. Your left and right can be uh, fascism and communism, and the same people try to just play in the in the middle there a little bit. You keep both of those things away. Um, what does it mean to be a conservative in Europe? Because I'm afraid of nationalism and fascism rearing its ugly head again here in my country but also in europe 
Yeah, it's, it's, I think we have uh, a lot of things in, in, in common. Uh, we have a, a, sh- a shared past, and I also believe that we have a shared future. We, because the Western society in 1950, we were 30% of, of the population on this planet. Now we are only 14%. So uh, the Western society is shrinking. And we have, of course, external threat. You meant China already, but um, the, I think the most important threat is is our cultural war. And you you name it left and right, but I call it, let's say, the the globalist and the sovereignist. I agree. And um, the, the 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 fight to to yeah, I call it the fight for freedom because w- what we see is um, free speech is under attack, the fight of disinformation. I, I'm I'm doing a lot of legislation. I'm in the environmental committee and I'm in, I'm in also in the energy committee. Oh. And um, we see the central bank digital currencies coming up, um, the, the, the digital identity. If you combine those two, you have a perfect way to control people. Okay, will you explain that? I think this audience, for the most part, understands that. But a lot don't, and I think it was only 25, I saw a poll, only 25% even know what a CBDC is, and they confuse it with Bitcoin. It is absolutely not Bitcoin. So let me take a one-minute break, and then we'll come back and have you explain what you just said. What does that mean? Uh, First, let me tell you about Relief Factor Sleep. Have you ever thought to yourself, I'm so tired of being tired? You're laying in bed, everybody else is asleep, and you're looking at the clock and you're like, I've got four hours before I have to be up again. I've got to go to sleep. I don't like taking any kind of sleep medicine because uh, it just whacks you out the next day and it's, it's just not good. There is a natural way to fall asleep with relief sleep. It's 100% drug-free. It's a blend of natural ingredients and designed to promote healthy sleep. It just kind of de-stresses you just a little bit, but you don't feel it in your system at all. Uh, it works. My wife takes it. I take it from time to time. It's 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment as you drift away to sleep. Have a great night's sleep without putting all kinds of crap in your body. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four relief, 800, the number four relief, relieffactor.com. Dream big, sleep tight. 10 seconds, station ID. We're with Rob Rose. He is a member of the European Parliament from the Netherlands. Uh, so explain to somebody who really doesn't understand what CBDC is and how it will control every aspect of your life. I, I can explain it in a very simple way. It's not money. It's, it's, a, it's a coupon. It's, it's a what? A coupon. A coupon. It's a coupon. And you can... If, if wait, this, wait, wait. Explain that. Yes, I will explain that. Okay. It's a coupon um, because they can, if if it's programmable, and that's the discussion now, it is. they can say, um, okay, we put your money on the central bank digital currency, and you can use that money in that time of period, and you can spend it on that and that and that item. So, it, you, boy, this is a brilliant way to explain it. I never heard anybody say that. It's a coupon, which at the bottom of the coupon, it always says some restrictions do apply, expires at this date. Yes. 
that's how you get you can't you, you and there's no way to withdraw from the system can you imagine that um we had this um um this problem in in Europe with uh, this Swiss bank, mm-hmm. but also here in the United States with um, SVB. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. and of course, the, if if things getting out of hand and there is a bank run, then uh, horrible things get nasty. Yeah, but if you have a central bank digital currency, it's not a problem anymore because you switch off the system. No one can do anything. Correct. And they are in complete control. You know, what's crazy is I've said this. I don't know if you know who Ray Kurzweil is, but he is um, a guy I've read for decades. He's a futurist and he's part of uh, uh, this transhumanism kind of. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, And he was talking to me about this is 15 years ago, about the things that were coming and how we're going to be able to implant things. And you're going to have the two way connection. All of it's horrible. And I said, Ray, if you are keeping me alive by the things that I'm transmitting and you're putting into me. Um, what happens if I fall out of favor and you just turn me off? His response was, oh, we would never do that. Yes. I didn't feel comfortable with that. And uh, Amazon just shut down here in America's so somebody's smart home, just shut them down for a week yeah. because the, an Amazon deliverer said, that they had made a racist comment, which the tape shows didn't happen. But Amazon didn't even call. They just shut them down. You're no longer a part of this. Now, if they say we should never, uh, no, we should not, we will never do that. It's, it, our system is not based on trust. Our system no. is based on checks and balances and, yes. and oversight. So um, we, if, and if you look at history, <laughs> we can learn <laughs> right. from. Thank you. Thank you. More in just a second with Rob Rose uh, from the European Parliament. We want to talk to him a little bit about war, Russia, what's coming, what's going on with all of that. The view from Europe in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Mortgage rates, uh, you hear all the time, they're extremely high. If you go back over the years before we hit all this insanity, it's actually kind of normal. What's really bad is how high they're going to go. Uh, and our credit card system, and everybody is over leveraged. Credit cards are already, some of them, at 20 to 22, 23% interest. If you're paying the minimum payment, you're never going to pay it off. You've got to get out from under all of this stress where people are controlling your life just because you owe them everything. Uh, May I suggest, it's not right for everybody, but if you are under a lot of pressure, call American Financing right now and find out how they can help you if you own a home with maybe a consolidation loan where you can go from 20% interest rate on your credit card to 5% and you can pay that off much faster. Custom loans to fit almost everybody. Don't worry about your credit. They will help you on that. Check them out today. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440, AmericanFinancing.net. And don't miss blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn and save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV.
Welcome to the, uh, the Glenn Beck program. We have Rob Rose with us. He's a member of the European Parliament. He's from the uh, Netherlands. He is the vice president of the European Conservatives and Reformists uh, and head of the delegation for the uh, JA21 party. What is that? Well, it's just a, a, a new political party in the okay. Netherlands. We have 150 seats and we have 20 political parties. It's crazy, but wow. it's, it's wow. not working very well. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Our two-party system isn't working it's well. It's also a problem, but I always say we have to split until we have 150 parties. Then we have a real democracy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Rob, thank you for being here. I know you're in the United States. You're going to go to Washington and, and meet with some of uh, our leaders and ring the warning bell there um and i hope you find some allies we were talking about the farmers you told me off the air that you have what every two weeks one farmer takes his life uh, every 12 days yes wow. it's a terrible situation over there these people are really desperate because what are the government is doing to them is it true they're taking the land away yes, from yes, the yes, farmers yes that's what they're doing and if it's it's also very crazy because um, as from from nature we are declining in population, but we are right. growing because of migration. We went up from uh, 15 million people to 80 million people in the last 30 years. 50, 15 to 80? No, 18. 18. 18 okay, but okay. it's still twin, 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. percent, yeah, and yeah. for a small country, that's that's pretty much. Yeah. And we have a lack of of houses, and but it's um, it's an, a huge pressure on our system. But they need the land. And what we see now is that the um, uh, the farmers, are, because of all kinds of regulation, they can only use 90% of, of, of the land to, to build crops and etc. And the other 10% is the, the, the government is saying you it, it's not allowed to do something. It's your own land, your own farmer from generation to generation. And the government is determining what you can and what you cannot do. Um, With the, the World Economic Forum, I'm... Yeah. I'm sure we're on the same page with the World Economic Forum. I, I don't know. But uh, with the things that they are doing with just the WEF and the UN and all of our governments um, in bed with it, I just don't see uh, – it, it's it's very Malthusian. Well, it, that – yes. It's, it's a death sentence, what, what's coming. Yeah, but this is what I meant in at, at the beginning. I said democracy is, is moving away from people. Yeah. Um, this is not what the people want. We have a, a public-private uh, partnership, partnership, but it's it's not with small businesses. It's only with the corporates. Correct. And small businesses are suffering, suffering very, very much. Also during COVID, they, a lot of them didn't make made it because of uh, they have to close the businesses. <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah. And, and uh, you spoke out early on COVID, and that wasn't popular. Yes, I spoke uh, out because. Um, I didn't believe in all these restrictions right. and um, y y young people not able to go to school. We're yeah. creating dumb people, um, small businesses that they, they had to close because of nothing. Mm -hmm. um, it, 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 it ruined our economy. It, mm -hmm. We created um, problems with people, health problems, mental health problems. One, of, one out of five was really in mental problems in, in our country. And and it still is not solved yet. Mm -hmm. We're right with you. Yes, and um, so that's I. Uh, it's, it doesn't make sense to do this unless you're trying to destroy what yes. you already have. Yes, especially with small businesses. Yeah. Um, let me switch uh, quickly here because I, I know you only have a couple of minutes left. But um, Russia. Yes. Uh, 
I don't know where you stand on this. I'm not a fan of Russia. They're not the good guys. But I don't think we're the good guys either. I mean, our, our leadership. I think most people around the world are going, what, what are we go? Where are we going? Nobody's really made the case in a cogent way that this is critical and that we can win and what it looks like with a win. I mean, I think we're headed towards disaster. In the European Parliament, we, um, you have to, I'm, I'm not a fan of Russia either. Um, I think it's terrible what they did to invade a free country. It's not possible to do that. Um, but it's not about who is winning this war. It's about who is winning the peace. And I, I, I think we have to help Ukraine in defending themselves, but we also have to push them to the negotiation table. Mm -hmm. And that is not happening. They, mm -hmm. they are talking... Ukraine has to win this war. You cannot win this war. It, it, it's impossible. Was, wasn't the Netherlands the one that did the um, uh, did the report on what was the, the blowing up the pipeline? What was that? Uh, Nord Stream. Nord Stream. Yes. Didn't you guys do the? No, that was Nor Norway. Oh, okay, that was Norway. So, I mean, do you think you think we did it? I, I, no one knows. Yeah, uh, only a couple of people. Yeah, but <laughs> okay. it doesn't make sense for Russia to blow up his own Correct. infrastructure. Correct. Thank you so much. Um, any way we can help you, we we have to have allies. If if the people in Europe stand up, uh, and the people in America and Canada stand up, we have a chance of saving yes. the wealth yes. the the, the uh, West. But if we don't, and we're running out of time. We're running out of time very fast, and uh, that's why I'm here. I'm trying to find allies, and um, yeah, let's let's fight for. It's not about Europe. It's not about America. It's about our Western way of life and our society. As long as you're in the boat of standing up with people you vehemently disagree uh, with, uh, and let them have the same freedoms you're fighting for, you have an ally in me. I, I'm Thank you. I'm so happy with that, yeah. and that, uh, I mean that from the from my heart. Yeah, Thank good. you. God bless. Thank you so <laughs> much. Uh, all right, back in just a minute. Blinds.com. The summer is here, and that means it is time to beat the heat with Blinds.com, where right now you can save 40% on selected products. Your home is going to look a lot better once you have new window treatments from Blinds.com, and your air conditioning bills will go down. Uh, Blinds.com is the easiest way to make your windows look great and easy to the point of you're not doing anything uh, because they helped you pick out what's right for the room and nobody came over to your house. You could do it in your underpants and they're really, really good at that and helping you actually save money too. Um, and then they will install it one low price, no matter how many windows you cover blinds.com covered over 25 million windows and counting and rest easy with their 100% satisfaction guarantee shop blinds.com. Now save 40% on select products, 40% off select products right now at blinds.com. That's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. The Glenn Beck Program. So I have your Independence Day t-shirt all figured out for you. American Giant has a limited edition American-made t-shirt available right now. And if you need one, you can take it right off of Glenn Beck's back. Yes, there it is. You don't want that? No. Okay. I mean, I do have sweat block, but it's... Okay. Okay. And, yeah. <laughs> 
All right. How about this? Buy your own. Okay. Uh, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. Uh, it's, it says American made right on it. And they've got three colors to choose from. They are in limited supply though. Uh, so you got to get yours today. American Giant, it's a, it's a great company. It all started th 13 years ago. They rescued a clothing factory in North Carolina that was going to shut down. They wanted to show that Americans could still manufacture clothing and make it better and, and than this cheap stuff that comes from overseas. Back in the 1960s, 95% of clothing Americans uh, bought was made right here in America. Now it's the exact opposite almost. 97% is made overseas. American Giant is the exception to that rule. Uh, right now, you can get American Giant. This is made with American cotton, American workers, American quality. Get your American-made T-shirt for Independence Day. And there's a cool little label on the uh, on the front there. Uh, Glenn's got it there. It says, uh, when you buy American, uh, you create jobs for sewers, cutters, factory workers in towns and cities across the U.S. I could read that from here. It's amazing. Go to American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Use Glenn's name for 20% off. American-Giant.com slash Glenn. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. We're really, really super happy that you're here. Uh, I mean that sincerely. Strangely, that sounded sarcastic, and I, uh, it's not. Now, what was sarcastic was, uh, you know, I know everything about your country, uh, the Netherlands, or is that a collection of countries? Is Sweden part of that? How about Finland? I know nothing about where you are except the general area. I'm an American. We really are Americans. We, we are you, really bad. You have the really. American-made T-shirt from yeah. American Giant on right now. And I don't think true. he, I mean, he's <laughs> obviously very, very smart. Uh, I only speak one language, and it's English, and I speak it poorly. Um, he speaks at least two, so he's smarter than I am, I think. I think he was um, impressed that you got the first letter of the country correct. Do you think so? Yeah. yeah. Norway. Well, he's in America. Norway, is that... Is Stockholm a country or a city? And is it in the Netherlands? I don't. <laughs> Who knows? Is the Netherlands the same as the nether regions? Right. And, uh, well, I, you know, I said that you were Dutch. Is Seems totally. I, how does that I mean, work? You probably speak what, what Dutch. What about Holland? Is that, is that a different place or the same place? <laughs> yeah. So I, I mean, I know the Dutch are from Holland. So mm -hmm. what the hell is Holland? Okay. What, I don't know. Did they break away? What happened? We have absolutely no. No. <laughs> I was talking, but my Horrible. son was asking me about this. We were talking about France for some reason. He's like, so when you go to France, do you have to speak French? I'm like, son, nope. you're from America. You speak whatever you want, wherever you go. <laughs> That's how this works. Yeah. And you yeah. tell them, I don't speak American. Yeah. Yeah. They right. love that. They love they it. They love that. But it's true. No matter where you seem to go, I mean, there's you can always get away with, with the good old American. Yeah. Standing there in the castle looking at that tapestry. Now, I'm from Texas. Everything has a price. How much for that? How much for that crowny thing you got up in that special room up there? <laughs> I love it. I love being from this place. Oh. And, uh, you know, look, it's it's good to see, though, that you do have some sane allies around the world. He seemed very sane. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. He could yeah. be plotting the death of millions. I, I don't doubt know. it. I don't think so. Yeah, I yes. don't think so. But I don't know where his country really is. It's hard to tell. So um, it's hard. <laughs> it, it, it's interesting to uh, to talk to someone, though, that because you feel like even here, it's rare to find someone who can see things clearly and to oh, see yeah. that, um, you know, as someone who's not only recognizing this in their own country, but seeing it across the world and here in America. I mean, it's sort of scary that, that I, well, I asked him off the air. I said, is there, is there anybody in Europe that does what we do here? And he's like, oh no. And that, that's a big problem. They don't have 
talk radio. They don't have real freedom of speech like this on on radio and listen to it while it lasts. But Hmm. they don't have this. This is really if if talk radio and now podcasting didn't exist, where would you be hearing all of this? Can you imagine how different we would be without talk radio? Without podcasting? Yeah, I don't think we'd be I don't think we'd be free right now. Yeah, and that's of course why they've targeted all these things so yeah. so much. I mean, you look at look at how f- much they freaked out when Elon Musk bought Twitter. I mean, look at the, look at this. Let me play something on uh, from Kamala Harris yesterday. It, it, the um, the Roe versus Wade being overturned is coming up Saturday for its one year anniversary. Listen to what she said about abortion. This is fundamentally about freedom, the right to make decisions about your own life and your own body, and this is a foundational principle for our country. What the hell? We were founded on the notion that government should. At some point, stay out of people's business. Which point is it? Just this yeah. point? Mm-hmm. To, to say it in an academic way. Oh, is that the academic way? It's a legal matter, right? And when we think about this and connect this with so many other issues, um, I think we all have to stand up and say that, you know, we as a nation stand for the principle of freedom. What the Now, can you imagine, you imagine if there were no podcasting and talk radio, You'd hear that and you'd go, is it just me? Because they'd be hammering that point of view. Mm-hmm. Hammering they do. it. They, they, they still, still do. do. There's just at least some voice to push right. back against it. Now. Right. Uh, it, it, and that's insanity. Can Wait we, a minute. We have the freedom to do what with our bodies, what we choose. Explain COVID, will you? Explain that. Because I don't think we have that right, uh, at least in your opinion. She literally pushed, tweeted praise for a vaccine mandate, right? That was that was that was eventually thrown out, but she supported every little bit of that. In fact, she supports the invasion of government into every single aspect of your life, with this one exception. Mm-hmm. This one exception. What your air conditioning is set at. What car you drive. Are you going to have energy? Are you going to have a gas stove in yeah. your kitchen? Every I mean, there aspect of your life she right. wants to be involved in. And then she can come out and somehow... Make murder. With a straight <laughs> face say, murdering children is the one time government shouldn't get involved. I mean, it's the most incomprehensible thing they turn into libertarians for 15 seconds a day unless your goal this one is thing. the elimination of people the the additional unwanted unusable unneeded useless people i, I guess chaos and gaslighting and there's there can be multiple mo- motivations here but it, it the, how other you than say stupidity this stuff, right i can't come up with a good one <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, 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 you could disagree. Yeah, (laughs) you could disagree with me and and be for abortion. But I I I think uh, maybe I'm wrong. I don't think most people are there with a good, solid abortion should be legal 
argument. Yeah, it's there. It's just knee jerk. I'm for that. When we were in New York, when we were in New York doing the show, um, I had uh, lunch with uh, one of John Stossel's producers back in the day, mm-hmm. and she was a really, really smart person. We were just, of course, you know, nerds talking, and we were talking about you know libertarian principles, mm-hmm. and I was saying. You know, I, I'm a libertarian-leaning conservative, and uh, I think that's pretty much how she described herself. Mm-hmm. And we got into the pro-life, pro-choice thing, and I'm, you know, very strongly pro-life. I mm-hmm. mean, it's really, really one of the most important parts of my philosophy. You should mm-hmm. not be, I don't know, you should try to get children to be alive. He it's a still crazy has one. scars on his uh, yeah. face from when I tried to kill him with a coat hanger. <laughs> right, uh, yes, so. <laughs> this is well long ago. Um, and she had a libertarian argument for being pro-life and she went through it and we talked about it and it was a coherent again i don't agree with it but it was a coherent argument oh for pro-choice for pro-choice sorry a coherent argument that worked with her philosophy correct which was a an angelette has made that yeah and it's basically an extreme individual rights viewpoint right which they call radical and unworkable if you go into extreme rights like i believe mm-hmm. we should legalize every drug these are the first people to say are you out of your mind can never be done and we got to limit this and limit that and limit this yet they'll agree with the libertarian who stands up and would make that case and say yeah well for these reasons i can disagree with that person but i can at least hear their argument and go okay well i disagree with it but that makes sense what she just said makes no sense no it it makes sense if you have associated libertarian beliefs you could say, okay, all right, look, it's absolute freedom, and you know what? A baby can't survive inside, a, a, one being cannot survive inside the other being without the help of the mother, mm-hmm. right? The mother is required to do something. If if you want to say from an extreme libertarian view, they don't have to be required to do anything, they should be able to do something uh, to remove that per, you know, the other person from them. Again, it's a view I find to be completely misguided. But it's, a, it, it's least but, one that on a good debate stage. Right. You can have an academic conversation about it. Academic conversation. If you hold views like, you know, we shouldn't have police. If you you, we should have police for the IRS that are somehow involved in kicking down the doors of gun stores uh, and not arresting people that are burning our cities. You really don't have a cogent case. When you have a philosophy that is involved in every aspect of everyone's life from a central government, it makes no sense to have this idea, and no one questions them on it. It's incredible. Glenn Beck program. Uh, when's the last time you checked the legal title to your home? Could it be, I don't know, never? Maybe when you signed the paperwork initially when you bought your home? Now, this is happening to tons of people across the country. One a homeowner was getting ready for a home remodel when everything got uh, shut down. She discovered her property wasn't even in her name anymore. Not at all. Turns out she was a victim of home title theft. A criminal had forged the deed to her home and taken over as the new owner. Now she's having to fight to get her home back. Your home, your property, your equity are your most valuable assets, and Home Title Lock helps you protect them. Home Title Lock puts a shield around your home's title. The instant they detect activity or tampering, they help shut it down fast. First things first, you need to verify you aren't already a victim of home title theft. Just sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code 
back. It's HomeTitleLock.com. The promo code is back. You'll get 30 risk-free days of protection and protect yourself going forward. At HomeTitleLock.com, the promo code is back. Here is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, you sick, twisted freak. Welcome to the uh, program. Uh, we have uh, quite an hour f- coming up for you. There's a few legal issues uh, that are kind of out there that maybe we should. I don't know. I'm kind of interested in the Hunter Biden thing. Uh, we, we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and also the Donald Trump uh, litigation that he's going through. I, I I don't understand. There's people I respect on both sides that are telling me the opposite thing. So I wanted to get them both on. And we'll get one side and then get the other. Uh, the first one is uh, Michael Bakesh. And he is a Judicial Watch senior attorney. attorney and he says, what's happening with Donald Trump? It, it, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna win. This this is really not that tough. Talking to Alan Dershowitz, he says the opposite, and Alan's been fighting for Donald Trump and you know all this legal overreach for years. But he says this one he thinks he's in trouble with. So we're gonna talk to both of them and get a feel on that, and also get any of their thoughts on. Wow, this amazing story on uh, Hunter Biden. We go there in 60 seconds. Now, let me talk to you first about Goldline. The Fed wants you to believe that inflation is under control. I assure you, it is not. We are speeding along a bridge at about 150 miles an hour, and they're about to hit hyperdrive. Uh, unfortunately, uh, there's there's no end to that bridge. It's been blown to kingdom come. So when they say inflation is cooling... Mm, I think that sounds like inflation is transitory and they were wrong then. They're wrong now. Goldline is here to help put your mind at ease and protect any money that you do have with hard assets that can't be artificially printed and inflated into oblivion. Goldline has a special this week that is really crazy. With every tube or box of 20 of the historic $5 gold, Liberty, or Indian coins that you purchase, you're going to receive both 100 Mind Your Business silver bars and 100 copper Mayflower rounds at no additional cost. Call Goldline today. This is These are the people I have trusted for years to buy gold. If you've already bought gold, you might want to consider maybe a little bit more, protect your assets a little bit more, or maybe buy some silver as well. Call 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. Do your own homework with goldline.com. Michael Bakesh is on with us, Judicial Watch senior attorney. Hello, Michael. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Good. Okay, so we have... First of all, can we just get your opinion on the Hunter Biden thing, if you have one? Uh, I mean, really? Four years? 
investigation. I got to believe if they were misdemeanors, wouldn't somebody at the IRS say, guys, there's nothing here. You're not going to get him on anything but a misdemeanor and it'll cost us millions of dollars and it's just not worth it. You know, now that the investigation's over, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, records Judicial Watch is going to be able to turn up because you're right, after four years, this is this is all they can do. What, what have they been doing all this time? Right. Why would you spend all of this money and all of this time if they're misdemeanors? It doesn't make sense besides the fact that there are different rules for different people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is the the case with the U.S. District Attorney in Delaware, is it closed or it seems like it's still open? Uh, you know, I'm not 100 percent sure. I believe <laughs> it's still open, but what does it that may mean? not be. <laughs> OK. All right. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about um, uh, Trump's case. Um, Alan Dershowitz is coming on in a minute and he's saying that he thinks he's in trouble on this one. You say you're saying the the opposite. So w- explain the case that they have a, against Donald Trump and where you think the bright spots are. Yeah, so basically the prosecution of Donald Trump with re, with respect to the documents all started because the National Archives, somebody at the National Archives thought that maybe President Trump had some records that maybe he shouldn't have taken with him when he left office. That's how this started. And in the Wall Street Journal, I wrote a piece talking about a similar case that Judish Watch had against the archives when it came to President Clinton and his records. While he was in office, President Clinton created these audio recordings. And on these audio recordings had all sorts of information. You know, they had conversations with foreign leaders. It had discussions about um, cruise missile attacks to get Osama bin Laden. Uh, It had information that would be classified had it gone through proper channels. But instead, President Clinton kept these tapes in his sock drawer and decided to take them with him when he left office. And did he declassify them before he took them? He didn't do anything. According to what we know, he simply took them with him. And Judicial Watch wanted the tapes when we found out about them. We figured, you know, these are presidential records. These are tapes showing President Clinton being president. So we sued the National Archives for the tapes. And in that case, between 2010 and 2012, the Justice Department, the Obama Justice Department, took the position that whatever President Clinton took with him were not presidential records, they were personal records, and there's nothing that they could do to get them back. In 2012, the district court here in, the, in, in D.C. agreed with the government, and the judge in that case, and she said, the sole, it is the sole responsibility of the president to decide what records are personal, what records are presidential, and once they are taken out of the White House, there's nothing that the court could do to get them back. Now, is that because I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. Is that because these were tapes that he made and not top secret documents, even though they may have contained top secret information, but he made the tapes. 
You know, it doesn't, Glenn, it doesn't really make a difference because okay. it not only it wasn't as though President Clinton was, you know, pressing record and going out and buying the tapes, you know, based on he was doing this along with a historian and based on the historian's discussions about it, uh, what he's told the public, um, the White House operations staff helped schedule the interviews, help prepare the tapes, probably went out and purchased the tapes. Um, and so the only thing that President Clinton did was place the tapes at the end of the session into his sock drawer. And that's very similar to what President documents. Right. Um, if you look at the indictment, paragraph two says, while he was present, Trump placed documents in boxes. Paragraph four says, when President Trump left office, he took those boxes with him. To me, it's not a sock drawer, but it was boxes. It was the same process. President Trump decided what he wanted to keep, what he wanted to leave, and he took what he wanted to keep with him when he left office. Okay, so help me out on this. Again, I just I, I want to ask you tough questions because I really don't know legally where this is, is headed, and except all the way around trouble. Um, Trump's defense is that his actions were protected under the presidential records act, but that act excludes, and I'm quoting any documentary materials that are official records of an agency. So the indictment alleges that he had the information about our nuclear program, defense weapons, capabilities, potential vulnerabilities of the U S and our allies. Is it, is it your uh, view that these kinds of documents are protected under the PRA because of the Bill Clinton, or is there more? There's more. Um, the fact that the Presidential Records Act talks about agency records is really is really a red herring, because as the courts, the D.C. Appellate Court um, here found that really the focus is are the records received by the president. Once the president receives a record from the agency, it's no longer just an agency record. It's now a record received by the president. So it has a different status. I mean, just imagine it doesn't make sense that once the president, the president gets a record from the agency, is it like a library book and he has to return it within 21 days? Absolutely not. It's it's his record. And under the law, he can do what he wants right with and it. there there are exceptions uh, no 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 the, 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 it is treated that way with things like the nuclear code he has access to that but it's in a football held by a member of the department of defense that's with him all the time so there are some records that do have to be signed in and signed out right well maybe i mean the question is what what is constitute what is allowed by the constitution and these are questions that really have never been addressed the president of the united states is commander-in-chief everything in the executive branch flows from him so there is one question on you know what limitations can congress place on the commander-in-chief but also there's a question of whether or not congress can mandate and require another branch of government to do something and so there are strong arguments that if the Presidential Records Act is what um, some folks say it is, 
then that would be unconstitutional because it's placing burdens on the office of the president that's not allowed. Um, the other question under the Espionage Act is authorization. While, while someone's in, someone is in office, while President Trump was in office, he was authorized to maintain that information, to maintain those documents. If, if you went into the Oval Office, he could show you that document because he had absolute authorization to do what he wanted with it. So the question is, did he authorize himself by, to take those records with him when he left? But it, it, a, hang, on, hang on just a second, because he does have the ability to declassify, but even according to his own words in the indictment, there's a transcript of a conversation um, where he holds up a classified document to somebody and he says, somebody writing a book about him, see, as president, I could have declassified this. Well, now I can't, you know, but so this is still a secret. So he knew that he possessed something secret. He knew that he uh, hadn't chosen to declassify it as president. And now he's showing it to a member of the press, not as president. Right. And, and the question there, and I think it's facts that, again, indictments are just one side of every fact. And okay. I, I don't know the facts. You don't know the facts. The American public don't know the facts. But the question is, how whatever document he had in his hand, how did he get into his hand? And I think we need what we need to do and what the public needs to wait is to wait until all the facts come out to see whether or not he was in fact authorized to still have that record. And maybe the facts will show that he wasn't. You know, I keep thinking if President Trump, after he had left office, somehow got access to records he didn't have access to when he was president, that would be a problem where a problem may lie. Right. But if the records were in his possession while he was office and he took an affirmative steps to maintain those records when he left, there are real constitutional legal questions about whether or not that was authorized. Okay, let me give you a statement from um, Bill Barr. And I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just playing devil's advocate because I, I want to hit both sides. I'm going to hit Alan with the same thing. Um, both sides hard because I want to see, I want to ask the questions that people are not asking, but I think the American <laughs> people are asking. Um, there's a statement from one of not my favorite people in the world, uh, um, a former Attorney General uh, Bill Barr. I want to give you a chance to respond to it. He said, quote, I think the counts under the Espionage Act that he willfully retained those documents are solid counts. They gave him every opportunity to return those documents. They acted with restraint. They acted very deferential to him, and they were very patient. They talked to him for almost a year to try to get those documents, and he jerked them around. He finally, it, They finally went to a subpoena, and what did he do? According to the government, he lied and obstructed that subpoena. And when they did a search, they found a lot more documents. They're official records. They're not his personal records. Battle plans for an attack on another country. Defense Department documents about our capabilities. In no universe, Donald J. Trump's, uh, uh, do these belong or are personal documents of Donald J. Trump? There's a lot there. Um, to begin with the end part, the, Justice, the Obama Justice Department would, would disagree. <laughs> so with the federal court that, that concluded that once a president leaves office, it is assumed that the president 
chose to take those records, had designated them as personal, and that there was nothing that could be done about it. And so just because uh, former Attorney General Barr doesn't think those records should have been taken doesn't mean that lawfully they couldn't have been taken. The other, the other interesting part is Attorney General Barr seems to focus a lot on the fact that President Trump may have not for all the records that he had been asked mm-hmm. to turn over. Well, under the Espionage Act, that's irrelevant. So even if he had returned those records, if the espionage is what everybody thinks it is, yeah. then President Trump could have still been charged under the Espionage Act. Okay. And so this, so this idea that it's somehow different because he still had the records really is just showing an emphasis that he's displeased or unhappy with President Trump's actions and has nothing to do with what the law actually is. We're talking to uh, Michael Bakesh, and he has litigated over 100 public record cases in both state and federal courts on behalf of Judicial Watch. Michael, hang on for one minute. I want to come back and ask you a, a final question. Um, first, let me tell you about relief factor. No matter how long you've been dealing with pain in your life, whether it's a day or 50 years, it's too long. Pain sucks the joy right out of life. It makes it really hard or sometimes unbearable just to be able to do your everyday basic tasks. This shouldn't be. And I've always been somebody who's like better living through pharmaceuticals. I'm not that guy anymore. I've learned my lesson on that one, Uh, especially when it comes to pain. This stuff destroys you. It destroys your ability to think everything. So how do you get along when you have pain? Well, reduce the inflammation. Well, ibuprofen has never worked, and I've been on the hard stuff. Yeah, I've taken two ibuprofen 800s. I know, against the doctor's wishes, but I did it. I just went ahead and I just did it. Nothing happens. I tried the three-week quick start, 1995. It's a trial pack, not a drug, developed by doctors. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. About 70% of them go on to order more. I order more every single month because it works for me. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800, the number 4 Relief. 800 4 Relief. ReliefFactor.com. 1995 three week quick start. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. So I am glad that. Uh, President Trump is living in Florida or anywhere out of New York or uh, the Washington, D.C. area, because I think you can actually get possibly a fair trial. Uh, Tell me about the judge. And uh, is it going to make a difference that it's not in D.C.? You know, it probably will make a difference. It's not in D.C. because once you uh, get out of this bubble, um, people think more clearly and are a little bit more level headed. But I just keep thinking it probably doesn't matter entirely where the jury is, because these are complicated, confusing constitutional issues that a jury is going to need to deal with. And I think it can be very hard for a prosecutor to um, convince every single juror that President Trump had no authority as president um, to remove the documents and to keep the documents that he wanted to keep. I hate whataboutism, but with Hillary Clinton and what she did with documents, putting them online, um, uh, cutting off confidential at the top of the record so they can be faxed to her, um, 
crazy, crazy inappropriate stuff that she wasn't president. She didn't have the the she didn't have the right to even do that. Um, And even Joe Biden, he had boxes that I think it said took him two days to go through and his attorneys to pack them up and get them out. Um, What's the difference between those two and Donald Trump? I think the fact he's Donald Trump, people seem to dislike him and want to treat the laws, treat him differently under the law. I mean, there's no excuse for what Hillary Clinton did. You know, I litigated for numerous years FOIA lawsuits, you know, against the State Department trying to get access to all of her emails. We took depositions. We had discovery into not only her close personal confidence, but State Department employees. And in the end, we know that her attorneys went through and deleted emails that they did not want to return in the State Department and the Justice Department said that was okay. okay I, have, I have 45 seconds. I don't know if you can answer this, but it's got to be a short answer. Um, when you look at uh, this case, and I just lost it, so I'm sorry I was just focused so much on the 45 seconds that I just lost the question. But it was a good question, mind you, so maybe I may have to have you back uh, and uh, answer that. Um, hang on, Michael, thank you so much for everything you're doing. Good luck. Uh, keep pressing. Everything you guys are doing at Judicial Watch is so important. If you want to help them, you can go to judicialwatch.org. That's judicialwatch.org. Thank you, Michael Bakesh. The Glenn Beck Program. All right, let me take your pet experience to the next level. You love your dog, right? Honestly, I got home last night. Uno was back. And Uno is just, he's, we were on vacation for two weeks and he was at some spa. I mean, I don't even know. I, I always say, I got pictures every day of my dog playing with these girls. And he's looking at me like, I was in paradise, dude. What do you, I'm back here, really? I'm like, you want to eat, dude? You want to eat? Because I got the food. And uh, so he'll be my friend again. But anyway, rough greens is what we put on his food. It helps him. Live a longer and healthier life. Brown food is dead food. You want the greens. You got to have your greens. So get rough greens, vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants. You name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens. And they want to give you a free trial bag. Absolutely free. You just pay for shipping. So you see if your dog likes it as much as Uno does. I had a hard time getting him to eat. He wolfs it down now. Roughgreens.com slash Beck. Roughgreens, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck. Or call 833-GLEN33. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. Alan Dershowitz coming up next. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. So when when Trump was indicted last week, uh, I was on vacation and I was not paying attention to the news. And I mentioned it on Monday when I came back. But I told you I I wanted to really get the best minds on both sides um, and talk to them. And because there's there's people who 
like <laughs> have defended Trump and may like Trump, but one of those who I think is very credible on this because he has defended Trump time and time and time and time again, written books about it, um, now says this is real trouble. And his, his name is Alan Dershowitz. Uh, so I just had this is no big deal. We can win this. Uh, and he says there's real trouble. So let's get the real trouble side uh, now from Alan Dershowitz. Hi, Alan. How are you? Hey, how are you? Uh, there's real trouble, but that doesn't mean that it can't be won. This is a very, very serious charge. You know, in my book, Get Trump, I predicted all of this. I also predicted the indictment of Hunter Biden on minimal charges in order to demonstrate the, the claim that there's equal justice. But the problem with Donald Trump is illustrated by that plaque that some people have in their homes with a stuffed fish on it that says, if I'd only kept my mouth shut, I'd still be swimming. Mm. All of Trump's problems come from his own statements. What he said, the most serious one, is what he said to a writer who was writing a book on Meadows, in which he allegedly showed him some classified material. He says it wasn't. He said it's just newspapers. You hear right. on the tape apparently rustling, and I don't know what the facts are. But And saying, I could have declassified this, but I didn't, so it's still secret that seems like the government will use it as an admission that he didn't declassify everything. If he hadn't said that, his claim of declassification would be very strong. Then he spoke to his lawyers. Now, I don't think those statements should ever be admissible. Those are lawyer-client privilege statements. Thank if you. I were his lawyer, I would be fighting like hell to keep those out because uh, I can't talk to my clients anymore as a result of that ruling. So, I so, so wait, wait. Clients, so you know, wait, I, I watched enough Perry Mason, and I know that's not actual law, but if you break the bond of uh, attorney-client privilege, it, you sometimes you're working with a dummy like me, and I'm like, I don't know, what happens if we don't give him to them? Well, yeah, I'm asking well, for your you legal opinion. What if you tell it to a priest? What if you say to a priest, um, you know, uh, I, I know this would be a sin, but I, I'm thinking perhaps maybe of not giving it over. And the priest says, no, you must give it over. Uh, or you talk to your doctor. Um, all these privileges are now at risk as a result of this terrible decision made by judges who were handpicked by the special prosecutor. Remember the cases in Florida. But this special prosecutor brought these legal motions to compel the lawyers to speak in D.C. where he knew he'd get a more favorable court. So he was judge shopping, and then he got his favorable rulings, and then he takes the case <clears throat> to Florida. Wow. And I would hope the Florida court would look at that in a very, very critical light, because as I say, I have to tell my clients now, don't ask me any questions because I may have to disclose them. I'm not taking notes anymore with clients. I'm not turning over anything that my my wow. clients tell me in confidence just because some court says, you know, and then there's this absurd thing of a taint team where if you say something's lawyer-client privilege, the government says, all right, we'll pick some government lawyers who have lunch every day with the prosecutors and who stand next to them in the urinal every day, and we will allow them to look at the lawyer-client privilege material, read them, and, oh, they promise they won't, with a oh wink and not say anything to the prosecution. That's what's happening now. And Judge Cannon had the courage to write a decision saying, no, she was going to appoint 
an independent judge, a former judge, a great judge in New York to look over the lawyer-client classified materials in the court and said, no, 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 that's special treatment for Trump. No, that's what everybody should get. So the crime, uh, the crime fraud exception to uh, attorney-client privilege, you don't buy into that here? I buy into it in general, but I have to tell you, I've done 250 cases involving criminal defendants. I would say in half of them, the conversation included some reference to maybe if I went to Brazil, I couldn't get caught. No, you can't do that. You'll get caught. But, you know, the client raises all kinds of questions. That's what that's why it's confidential. Correct. It's the same as the anything they want. It's, yeah. Isn't it the same reason why we have the presidential uh, confidentiality when when you're talking to the president in the Oval and you're brainstorming? People don't want to say things that maybe are unpopular or will say things that are maybe crazy in in hindsight, but you're brainstorming. I don't want that on the record. I want to be able to have a private conversation. If you can't have that, you don't really have anything. No, I agree with you. Look, when I taught at Harvard for 50 years, I would say to my students, what you say in this class is confidential and you can be as speculative as you want. Uh, You can say any wild thing about criminal law. You can make statements that you would be ashamed to have made public. This is for a Socratic discussion. And in Socratic discussions, anything goes. The indictment doesn't ever mention the Presidential Records Act. Um, Or or the word espionage. Or the word espionage. That's being thrown around all over the place. Yeah. So, so, so... So where is, I mean, because I have gathered uh, from what I've read from you that this serious charge and he's going to have a hard time. Why? It, it sounds like there's a lot of other legal issues to really go after. There are. And that's why it's not a slam dunk case. That's why the case should never have been brought. I said that you don't bring a case against the man. Forget about former president. You don't bring a case against the man who's running to become the president against the incumbent head of your party unless you have a slam dunk case. Now, I think they have a case, but it's not a slam dunk case. There are these legal issues involving lawyer client privilege. The government doesn't have the piece of paper that was waived allegedly in front of this writer. So they have a hard time proving that they have to deal with the classification issue. It's a winnable case, but it's also a losable case. Whereas the case in New York is absurd. Case in New York, the, the prosecutor should be disciplined for bringing it. In, in, in 60 years of this, doing this business, I've never seen a weaker indictment than New York. I cannot say that about the Florida case. That doesn't mean it's going to end up with Trump being convicted, particularly since the trial <clears throat> is in a fair district, unlike Manhattan. Okay. I love Manhattan. I live in Manhattan. But you can't get a fair trial with Donald Trump in Manhattan. Maybe you can in Palm Beach County. Okay, so so let me let me take you through the crazy scenario that uh, he goes to trial in the middle of an election season. He's convicted, sentenced. What does this look like? We've never we didn't do this with Nixon. We've never done this before. What what does this look like? We'll never do it again. Nobody knows what it looks like. The only thing we know for sure is he can run for president, even if he's in prison. Um, Eugene V. Debs ran for president when he was in prison. Curley became mayor of Boston while he was in prison. The Constitution specifies only several criteria, and the Constitution means what it says. So you can run. Um, You can even serve as president while in prison. That's not going to happen. Judge is not going to sentence him to prison. 
for these crimes. Uh, these crimes did not endanger national security. They are not espionage. The media is throwing around the term espionage. The first thing that has to happen is this trial must be on television. We, the American people, do not trust the media to tell us the truth about the trial. Mm -hmm. If you watch MSNBC and CNN and read the New York Times, you're going to think it's an open and shut case of guilt. And if you see other networks, you're going to see it's an open and shut case of innocence. You know, I was a lawyer in the O.J. Simpson case. There was a poll that showed that people who actually watched the trial on television were not surprised at the verdict. But people who read about it in the newspapers were shocked beyond belief. So we have to be able to see this trial. And the word espionage should not be allowed to be used in the trial by the prosecutor. Uh, and if he does use it, there should be a mistrial with prejudice. Why so, is this? Why is espionage? Where did they even get that? It's the name of the statute. It's as if Congress passed the statute entitled the Child Molestation and Insider Trading Act. And they indict somebody for insider trading and they go in front of the jury and say, this man has been indicted under the child molestation and insider trading. Wow. It's the name of the statute. It was passed in 1917 to go after war resistors, mostly religious people who had a conscientious objection about going to the First World War. And Woodrow Wilson passed the Espionage Act, which had very little to do with espionage. It had mostly to do with dissent and whistleblowing. And all of the whistleblowers uh, have been indicted under the Espionage Act. I've defended many anti-war protesters and other dissenters under the Espionage right. Act. And the government loves to use the word espionage. But there's no allegation here that Alan uh, went to foreign enemies. Yeah. Real quick, I've, I've only got about two minutes. Uh, we're talking to Alan yeah. Dershowitz, host of the Dersh Show. It's a podcast. It's great. Also, the author of Get Trump. Um, it, Tell me your thoughts on uh, on Hunter Biden and what what's well, just happened. It, what's happened is we don't know uh, if he just did the three things he was indicted for. Then it's a fair plea bargain. Most people who are late in their taxes don't even get indicted. I do think that uh, filing a gun license application if you're a, a cocaine addict and not disclosing that is actually a more serious crime. But that's a fair result. But what about what he wasn't indicted for? What about the investigations that are going on about Burisma, about those alleged 17 tape recordings, including two with the president? What about uh, the uh, uh, other information that we have, the laptop, uh, a laptop top? We don't have anything about that. And therefore, I think there's a special obligation on this prosecutor to issue a report. He has to issue a report to Garland, but then Garland should make it public. So we should know whether there was an adequate investigation from right. what he was charged with the sentencing seems correct but if there was information that we don't know about that would incriminate on these other things why, why would this thing take four years four years i can't imagine the resources that they spent for misdemeanors well the only explanation is that they did look into barisma they did look into the laptop and they found they nothing into, and they found nothing but i want to know that i want to see yeah. that with my own eyes I don't want to read that in the New York Times or MSNBC or CNN. I don't believe them. I want to see it with my own eyes. I want to hear that tape with my own ears. And I want to see the trial of Donald Trump on television so I can make a judgment and you can make a judgment for ourselves. We will believe our eyes, not what we read in the paper. I will tell you that you are a great example of that just now. I had a different opinion of what you had said on Donald Trump than I do walking away. Of course. 
Yeah. My wife had the same thing. My wife came to me and said, oh, my God, did you see what they say you said about Donald Trump? I said, that's the headline. Read the read the article. Read the actual quotes. And she reads the actual quotes and says, oh, my God, you didn't say anything like that. Unbelievable. But CNN did that to me. They doctored a tape of what I said on the floor of the Senate and made me say, which I didn't say, that a president could commit murder and not be impeached. They just doctored a tape. And the Times believed it, and other newspapers believed it. Now there's a lawsuit. So you've got to see it with your own eyes, more today than ever before. Alan Dershowitz, thank you very much, sir. My pleasure. Thank you. Always great to have you on. Uh, our sponsor this half hour is LifeLock. Is that what you thought his opinion was? No. no I think you, you, you nailed it. It's, <laughs> it's been, the summaries have not been accurate. It's like, wait, what? Hang on. Hmm. Uh, anyway, what he just said Seems reasonable. Mm-hmm. Seems reasonable. Um, the day you walk out and you, you, you to your car and you realize that uh, some helpful fellow uh, walking through the neighborhood is, you know, sure, he had to break glass, but it was an emergency and uh, he stole everything in your car. Hopefully that's the day you learn never leave your car, uh, you know, in a bad neighborhood or important stuff in there. Now, if this happens to you and there is no car it's a digital car and they're stealing all of the same stuff even worse your personal identity it's too late you have to learn this lesson before it happens to you it's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft affect our lives it's equally important to realize that there are measures that you can take uh, take to help keep it from happening and this is where lifelock by norton uh is so important and uh, saves you so much money and hassle. Nobody can prevent all identity theft or, you know, monitor all transactions at all businesses. But um, I believe LifeLock by Norton is the best way to protect what's yours. Join now, save 25% off your first year with promo code Beck. Promo code Beck, save again, 25% off your first year. 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. If you go to the website or on the phone, make sure you use the promo code Beck to save that 25% off. Lifelock.com or 1-800-LIFELOCK, promo code Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, I, I always say, don't believe your eyes and ears, and here I did. Uh, I believed the media take on what Alan Dershowitz said. Well, you're an incredibly flawed person, and that's part of the reason why that happened. Um, I, of course, knew exactly what he said and was not surprised by any of it. Um, Have you ever uh, heard the phrase, I'm cutting your salary? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, no. Uh, but I, uh, it's surprising in this particular job. It really is. Uh, I, I will say, listening to Alan Dershowitz, I mean, he, you know, he's very good at laying this stuff out. He's obviously a very successful lawyer. I, I, have you ever done, though, a, a long-form podcast episode with him? No, I, I, but I, I should. That would be fascinating because yeah. not only is he's he— He's been there for uh, so many so many things. I mean, yeah, just honestly, so you could do. Words. I could listen to an hour of him just talking about the OJ of the OJ thing, yeah, or or his defense. I mean, we had him on when you know he was being accused by one of the Epstein accusers yeah. of really terrible things, 
And we brought him on. We said, hey, we're going to ask you the tough questions. He laid out his defense. We're like, all right, well, I don't know if he's telling the truth. <laughs> but, 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 you know, we, we, we listened to him. And she she and dropped it. She case. dropped it, she and dropped she said, ah, "I don't know if it was him." Yeah, I mean okay. that's yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, uh, you know, he yeah, has can I ask gone you through this? so much of this stuff. It would be a fascinating. Here's interview. the one question I want to ask him, Alan. You're in your 80s. If if I were if the government was coming after me, my first call would be to Alan Dershowitz. Hmm. You're in your 80s, dude. Did you raise up anybody? Who do you trust? Hmm. Who would you call? Is there anybody? I hope there is. I hope so, too. But how frightening is that? That name the attorney. Name the attorney that you would really trust to really just fight all out and knows their business like Alan Dershowitz. I don't know anybody. Question is, does he? The Glenn Beck Program. 